Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How about the Cowboys? Hey, Cut in one hand. Touchdown, Cowboys. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Cooper Rush. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What message do you have for Dallas Cowboys fans? Yeah, the plan is just do your job. You just kind of stay on that path. Today's guests, Tampa Bay Times Bucks beat writer Rick Stroud. Eagles cornerback Darius Slay. Plus, from Amazon Prime Videos, the NFL Pylon. Taryn Killam. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Can confirm. Sources say straight up. Yes. Hi. Um, welcome uh, to the Rich Eisen Show <laughs> here on Channel 210 on the Roku Channel here on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, the Odyssey app, and Sirius XM Radio, Sirius Channel 218 XM Channel 202. We say hello to our podcast listeners on the Cumulus Podcast Network who have every right to listen to us whenever they darn well please. We say hello to you. We also say hello to those uh, who are who are out there uh, in the uh, the zeitgeist who might want to check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We're greatly appreciative of all that. We've got a bunch of guests to get to today. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are hey, you, sir? Hey, Rich. Just a shout out to all the Brian Hoyer stands that I've been arguing with for the last 24 hours. Fantastic. <laughs> I didn't know those existed. <laughs> Me neither. Good to see you over there, <laughs> DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. <laughs> now, Mike, get get this ready because I'd like to I'd like to match this up. Okay. With me sending things over, as I always do, to the Callaway Corner here on the Rich Eisen Show, where he resides every single day. He's got his own spot. He's very excited. Today is a Jimmy Johnson drop. Hello, TJ Jefferson. Hello, TJ Jefferson. You know, Rich, there's people out there, man, that didn't believe in us, but, you know, God did. (laughs) How about them who, who, cowboys? Us? Are you on the team? The Jimmy oh, Johnson really? drop really? day. The, the guy who just says, just go for it. Yeah, how about them it's cowboys? It's the Jimmy yeah. Johnson drop day. How about them cowboys? Yeah. God did. But we're on to the next one. It was a good win. We're on to Washington. Okay. God did. Wow. God did. Wow. wow. Way to make everyone's point in about two seconds. <laughs> Why, that I'm happy that my team won? You're I mean, happy that your team won. If, if your team had won this week, which hey. they didn't, you might feel the same. Joke. Very good. Just a little bit. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. All of it's great. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, look, hey. As, as, we, as, as you may surmise, anybody who's new to this show, I'll catch up to speed. Um, and again, we, we're, we're thrilled to be on the Roku channel if you're just seeing us for the first time or first times, plural. Um, we, we, on occasion, we'll, we'll, we'll join in with the fun and at, at the Cowboys' expense. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this year, I, I said it was the Eagles division going in. I tried to talk myself into it. I did, and I, I feel pretty good about it. Um, it also covers my tracks on the Raiders winning the AFC West thing, but... Um, the less we can talk about that, the yeah, more. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's all... It's all, it's all out there. Yeah, it's like Appalachian uh, State. Sometimes, we'll, sometimes we'll just jump in at, at the Cowboys' expense. 
but credit must be paid when it is due. And today, please, please believe it. That credit is due. Because there they were in MetLife Stadium last night playing their first road game of the year. Playing their first road game of the year with a rookie left tackle. Playing their first road game of the year without Dak, without Michael Gallup, and without Dalton Schultz. They're without their starting quarterback, one of their top receivers, and their top tight end. Just to name three. And they had Cooper Rush making the start in MetLife Stadium against a Giants fan base that showed up. And the Giants have shown out over the first two weeks, winning in Tennessee, Brian Dable going for two, and changing a lot of minds in the tenor of this team and the energy around the franchise saying we're going for two in Tennessee even though a field goal, uh, even though a uh, an extra point will tie it. And that cascaded into the next week where they beat back Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers even though the game wasn't going their way in the second half. The sort of stuff that the Giants would just fold. And there they were last night, the New York football Giants, keeping the Dallas Cowboys offense down and CeeDee Lamb dropping a wide-open chunk play that might have gone for a touchdown in the first half. I mean, wide-open, lending more credence to what we talked about with our surprise drop-in guest yesterday, Michael Irvin. Maybe CeeDee Lamb isn't a number-one receiver. Maybe he needs to have somebody like Amari Cooper at his side in order to get open. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He needs someone else to take the attention away. And Michael Gallup being out leaves CeeDee Lamb exposed as a non-number one guy. Dropped the ball right in his arms. It's a 6-6 game. The Giants feel like they've got this thing moving in the right direction again. And the ultimate signal of this being a different Giants team and Giants season, Giants feel. Saquon Barkley against this stout Dallas defense breaks a 6-6 tie late in the third quarter with a 36-yard run to daylight and pay dirt. Beautiful cut in between the tackles, running away from people to the sideline and just... Gaining the edge and not looking back just like the number two overall pick in the draft used to look like and should look like. Big time speed too, Rich. The next-gen stats had him at 20 miles per hour. There you go, man. Unbelievable. He could have been ticketed just outside the stadium in certain parts. And just when you thought this was the Giants' night again and the Cowboys are going to be less than, they put it together. Cooper Rush, man, making decisions, making the right choices, finding different receivers, spreading it around. Tony Pollard making big-time plays like I've been saying, get him out there. Nine-play, 75-yard drive touchdown. And Zeke's looking strong, too. Get it in the end zone. It's trying to eat. It was a nice little fantasy start. But. Nine plays, 75 yards. Ties the game right back. And then the defense gets out on the field, gets the Giants to go four and out because of some weird 
call against a Dallas Cowboy who batted down a ball that the receiver was flipping back to the ref. He had no idea. He thought that it's maybe being flipped at him, and he bats it down. Ref flags him for 15 yards. Dallas defense is so what? <laughs> Four and out. Cowboys get the ball back. 11 plays, 89 yards, including a 26-yarder to C.D. Lamb to set things up on the one-yard line. And a beautiful touch pass that only C.D. Lamb could catch, and he did it with one hand while he's putting both toes down in the very slim piece of MetLife real estate left for him to do. Touchdown. That's what a number one receiver needs to do. Run that route, get off the line quickly, make a play, catch it, two feet down. Cooper Rush made the perfect throw. Cowboys now suddenly up after Saquon did what he did. I'm like, okay. Okay. Next time up, Cowboys gets the Giants three and out. Great Kickoff, a punt return, pardon me, sets him up for a field goal. Brett Maher splits the uprights. He was three or four. Mm-hmm. They're kicking it. They're throwing it. And, man, are they playing defense. The number of times that Micah Parsons has already stood above another offensive lineman that he's trying to go against, and that person twitches, I've lost track. <laughs> I mean, he is frightening. <laughs> How many guys does he get to twitch just by standing there now? He's reached that sort of status in the NFL. Yeah. He stands there, somebody's twitching because they got to get off. They got to get back. They got to get that depth fast because here comes Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence Beast. on the other side. That's what the Cowboys are doing. And Trayvon Diggs, you can keep throwing at him. He'll try and. He'll try and bag you, and then he shut things down to end the night. That was a great pick. Incredible pick. Like, just when it thought, hey, did that hit the turf? No, no, no. Threw his hand Hit his there. hand that was on the turf and bounced right into his arms. Great play. Credit where it is due, and it is due on the Dallas Cowboys. Now, still some stuff to work there's on. There's still some yeah. stuff to work on. I feel for <laughs> Sterling Shepard. I oh, think this is yeah. the end of his season. Terrible. It looked awful when he gets carted off. Kenny Galladay, you cannot complain about the number of slap snaps that you're getting in one week and then drop a football the way that you did in a crucial part of this game. Daniel Jones still feels like he deserves better. He makes some nice throws. They're just sometimes he just doesn't push the ball down the field. He's a little too timid. And we'll see how Brian Dayball deals with the first loss. But the Cowboys were for a hot minute. When Saquon Barkley hopped in the end zone as he did through that giant through that Dallas defense, I don't know. By the way, how many thirty-six yard scores on the ground the Cowboys are going to give up this year? You might have seen just a unicorn right there. I don't think this defense is anything but terrific. But for a hot minute, Cowboys were staring at a two-game deficit in division on two teams. Two teams. And they came up with that response. Very impressive. Cooper Rush now is the first quarterback to be undrafted into the National Football League to win his first three career starts. His spot start last year against the Vikings. His first career start. And then these two starts this year. Last quarterback undrafted to win his first three career starts. American underdog himself, Kurt Warner. 
Get the sequel going. Cooper Rush. <laughs> sequel's coming. What are and Cooper so, Rush MVP odds? And so is exactly the, <laughs> Look it that up, is the question. Look it up. That has caused a lot of heads to get lost. And of course, it's Jerry Jones saying last week, Cooper Rush, please create a quarterback controversy for me. <laughs> And now just two dubs in, including a nationally televised big-time win-on-the-road in division. That led Mike McCarthy to this walk-off moment to his victorious press conference last night. Do we have a quarterback controversy? Hey, everybody, safe travels home. (laughs) I think we get back a little earlier than you do. Sorry about that. <laughs> tip your waitress, tip your server, try the mold wine. There's no quarterback only. controversy. Fair question. There's no quarterback controversy. Jerry Jones is basically saying, hey, everybody, we've seen this before. Romo went down. Dak played well. And yes, Romo wound up in the booth next to Jim Nance because of how well Dak played, I would say. But Dak is not at the end of his career. Romo was not making all that cash that Dak is currently making, and Dak is Dak. Dak's getting the gig back. But what Cooper Rush is doing is making sure Dak gets the gig back in a season that's still quite alive. Hey, 2-1 and one on top of the 2-1 and one Giants staring up at the 3-0 and oh Eagles is a much better spot than being 1-2 and two right next to the Washington Commanders who are coming into your house next week, looking up at two 3-0 and oh teams, including one that's got a tie break in its back pocket on you. That's the difference between a win and a loss and what Cooper Rush and the rest of that team and CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard and that defense did from the third quarter on last night. That is the difference. Huge difference right there. What if Cooper Rush goes three and all right, beats the Commanders next week? I think they should, because if Carson Wentz is going to hold on to the football like he did against Philadelphia, here comes Michael Parsons and Tank Lawrence there. I was not pleased. Let's just put it this way before I let you continue on with what you're about to say. Uh, I I, I was not pleased when I, uh, thanks to CeeDee Lamb's touchdown last night, I won my first (laughs) fantasy week in the poker league that I desperately want to win in, uh, causing me for the first time all year to say, who am I playing next week? And I saw I'm playing... A guy who's featuring the Dallas defense next week. Wasn't happy to see that. Uh-oh. You now have the floor. So they beat the Commanders, right? And yes. Cooper Rush is 3-0 and he looks really good. And then yes. Jack comes back against the Rams. Mike, that's good for our ticket resale. Yes, and then the offense looks terrible and they get blasted. Then what? Then they go to Philadelphia and we'll see what happens, by the way, on the Sunday night football. And then if the <laughs> offense looks bad and the Eagles take care of them, then what? How about this? If Cooper Rush and the Cowboys beat the Washington Commanders next week. I don't think you see Dak against the Rams. I think he buys more time for Dak's thumb to heal properly. And then what if they beat the Rams? Let's say they beat the Rams. Then then we'll see if Dak wants to come back and against what the if, Eagles. And then what, what if, if? And then what yeah. if? No. And then what if? No. Like, uh, no. What are we talking about? There is no... I am telling you. What are we talking about? Listen to me. And then... There is no quarterback controversy. When Dak is ready, he gets the starting job back. And if he doesn't perform well, then then you and I and all of us on the Rich Eisen show can talk. Then we can talk. Then it's Mike McCarthy. Okay, brother, it's on you. But I think Dak is a damn good quarterback. 
And I think he brings more to the equation than Cooper Rush, and hopefully he's taking notes. And I think what Cooper Rush is doing right now is outstanding, and it should be enjoyed as such in real time. And it is. Advertise and show and vote. Should the Dallas Cowboys have a QB controversy? Great job. That's the way to do it in the Twitterverse, brother. You got it. But right now, man. Yeah, but in the in the real life verse, that's just no. That's it's not, not happening. I'm just saying it, Jerry. Now, Jerry, Jerry, saying that invites it because because of two exactly. things. Two things. Two things. Okay. One, he loves when people talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Period. End of story. He loves it. That's true. Spell my name right. Oh, yeah. That's why I think Stephen A's on That's the payroll. Why he <laughs> exactly. loves it. Surprise loves it. Invites it. Put me on the payroll. And turns to the coach and says, You you're deal with it. You deal with it. That's why you're the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. It comes with the territory because it's my territory and you're my coach. And I run this team like everyone else runs their fantasy league. I don't hand it off to anybody else to make these decisions. I'm making them with my son. That's number one. Number two is he knows, as Michael Irvin said yesterday, him talking like that gives the whole locker room belief and hope and says, I turn to you, Cooper Rush, and say, make it tough for me. Because he knows Dak's getting the gig back, and the best way for Dak to get the gig back is to have them in first place. So, yeah. Washington gave up nine it. sacks last week. Yeah, I'm straight. It's going to be 12 comes, at least. Somebody in trouble, trouble, here's what, here's, trouble. Here's all I will say, and then we'll throw it a break so wow. we're on time for the rest of our guests, who I'll get to in a second. On that front, everybody out there, go seek out, because it's always on YouTube. While you're checking out our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, go check out. The video where I predicted so, Dallas would draft Michael no, Parsons? No, no, no. Oh, okay. The video, the video <laughs> of the nine sacks, somebody mashed them together, I'm sure, of Carson Wentz. Oh, no. Taking the nine sacks. It must be on Twitter somewhere, too. Okay. I defy you to watch that video, as I did yesterday. I don't know. It copped on my timeline. I defy you to watch that video and not say over half the sacks the words, get rid of it. Get rid of it. What are you doing? Carson Wentz, get rid of it. Go, throw. I defy you. Half of them, you'll be, what are you, throw it. Oh, baby. Yeah, Mike is coming. To, he's coming to Micah's house. <laughs> Look out. Oh, baby. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on this program. Four guests from the 3-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Darius Big Play Slay right in the middle of our program. And then Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times joining us in about a minute and a half. What's going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They're moving to South Florida. They might have to move the game depending on what Hurricane Ian is going to do. And then what's going on with the rest of that team uh, injury front? What was on the Jumbotron that Aaron Rodgers said he got some information at the end of the game? They passed it on to the defense while Tom Brady was trying to tie it. Taron Killam in studio. The host of the NFL Pylon, former SNL cast member. We'll have a lot of fun, diehard Rams fan. And the man of the hour, he's going to step on the end line at the top of hour number three, Dan Orlovsky <laughs> of ESPN. That's how we're rolling a break. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Roku channel. And more, Rick Stroud with the latest on what's going on with TB12 and the TB Buccaneers in a moment. 
Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, here we go to the phone lines. Once again, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Love chatting with this guy. He covers one of the most intriguing teams in recent memory. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady at the controls. Once again, coming off of that loss to Green Bay on Sunday and then Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, we assume in Tampa with Hurricane Ian barreling down on the west coast of Florida. Uh, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, is Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. How is everything, Rick? I'm hunkering down, Rich. Uh, maybe hungering down. You know what you do when you have these hurricanes coming? You sit around and you, you eat a lot, I think. Okay. And, uh, well, you look in shape. You know, I'm looking at the screen right now, and those Rick Stroud dimples are still showing. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. but no, but I know what it's like in Florida where people are like, uh, we're, we're staying put until we're, you know, uh, until the last second because the number of times where people bug out and then the hurricane moves in a different direction. But what, what a, not to turn you into a weatherman right now, but it definitely affects what's going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What can you tell me right now as we're talking, Rick? Yeah, well, you know, when Jim Cantroy – uh, Cantori shows up at your doorstep, you're in trouble. I think he was in Clearwater a day ago. Um, it is very serious, and, you know, we, we've we been very lucky for about 100 years uh, to not have a direct hit or one very close to Tampa Bay. It would be devastating um, from what we, we know. This this thing's going to pack a lot of rain. Um, what the Bucks have done is uh, kind of left us all behind. They, they got, they're getting on a plane and flying to South Florida. They're going to work out Wednesday and Thursday at least at the Miami Dolphins facility. Um, they're going to use their fields, their weight room, and and then we'll see. You know, we'll all see where the storm comes ashore and when. Um, I, I think the thought is, Rich, you know, they're still very hopeful to play this game Sunday night at Raymond James. 
and the latest track has it a little south of here, maybe in Sarasota, but that can change. Uh, and, you know, if it can't be played here and there's going to be a lot of emergency services needed wherever it, it comes ashore, which won't be far from here, um, I've, I've read and, and heard sort of, you know, ideas about playing somewhere in the Midwest, maybe Minnesota that's in, in England. But, you know, we're with these storms um, that, that can kind of hang out out there, it's really hard to predict what, what's going to happen this far out. Yeah, and I guess it would be difficult to say, let's go to uh, New Orleans, um, because they're, <laughs> they're also in London as well, uh, and the Dolphins yeah. facility is available in the manner in which you just described because the Dolphins play Thursday night in Cincinnati. So, yeah. uh, But, you know, who knows if this hurricane turns left and any plan about let's play in New Orleans – um, yeah. would go by the wayside. But obviously, if it turns left, that would spare the Tampa area. So who knows, as I understand the, the question right now. Um, put it together, though, for me on on the injury front for Tampa, you know, should this game be played on time and, and normally? What do you got for me there? Well, I mean, the, big, the biggest thing, Rich, is that they're going to have some receivers back. I mean, you know, Mike Evans is coming off the suspension, and that was a huge loss, obviously, in a game. Um, you know, where you held the team to 14 points on the other side. And, uh, you know, from what I understand, Julio Jones could have played. Um, you know, I read Jay Glazer's report about a partially torn PCL. I know Rodney Barber played with one uh, in the Super Bowl year. Uh, not the same position, obviously, uh, but it looks like they're optimistic, at least, that maybe he can make it back. I don't know about Chris because we just haven't seen him, and we're not going to see him because everything down there is going to be virtual back to us, assuming we have power and we can join him. Uh, on the Zoom calls and whatnot. So, you know, look, they'll get some of their receivers back. Uh, some of the others have to step up and play better. And they just have to play better as an offense, you know. And I, I think that, you know, Todd Bowles has gotten to the point where he realizes now that he can't just ride Leonard Fournette. He's got to get some other running backs involved, like Rashad White or Keyshawn Vaughn, guys that haven't touched the ball at all in the last couple games. And, you know, they, they've got to get going on offense. I mean, it's not a secret that, um, you know, you should be 3-0. I mean, when your defense gives up 3-10 and 14 in this league, Rich, you should be undefeated. And, and yet there they were at the, you know, uh, with a, a two-point conversion and did the unthinkable in professional football and get a delayed game penalty there. So, um, you know, I think they feel okay about where they're at record-wise, but they got a really good Kansas City team coming somewhere to play them. I'm not exactly sure where. Well, I guess then before we turn the page to that a little bit more, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times here on the Rich Eisen Show, let's 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 uh, focus on the, the last minute of that loss on Sunday. What is the reason why uh, the delay of game penalty hit? And and uh, I'll, I'll give you a second to collect your thoughts by by turning to the Brady comments where he said it was just, you know, uh, poor execution. I guess he doesn't want to throw any of the young, you know, new folks under the bus. Was that it? Or or, or I thought I could see he mouthed the words, something about timeout. He didn't have any left thought he could. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know if he lost track of the, the fact they had no timeouts or not. I, you know, all I know is that, you know, when they scored the touchdown, you know, on that play, um, you know, there was, there was a reason to review it. What usually happens is they set the clock at 40 seconds. Uh, and then they'll hold it at 20. You know, you're used to having a 25-second play clock. I don't really know. That, those all sound like excuses to me. <clears throat> I know that, um, you know, Cole Beasley went in the game. He's only been there for three practices. I don't know that he practiced that two-point conversion. Tom 
with about nine seconds, sort of motions him back in tighter to the formation. They're, they're going to hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette, and I think they had a crease. But, um, look, the clock's, you know, they, they pay a lot of money for those scoreboards. The clock's right in front of you. And they have a young center in Robert Hainsey, and with about three or four seconds, Tom's kind of clapping for the ball that's never snapped. And the ball has to be snapped. So there's really no excuse for it. Uh, it you know, it, it definitely um, – you know, may have cost them a, a game. I mean, as badly as they played, they get the drive at the end, 80-something yards, and, you know, you're a two-point conversion away from overtime, maybe winning that and being thrilled that you, you know, that you, you beat the Packers by holding them to 14. But, um, you know, th- these are the things that you're going to have. I think, Rick, it's a combination of inexperience that you have with some of these offensive linemen and injuries. I mean, Donovan Smith didn't play. They played Brandon Walton. He gave up a sack. Um, you know, had a false start and a holding penalty. I mean, those things are what's going to happen. And, you know, you can't put the ball on the ground. I mean, you have veteran players like Russell Gage, Broussard Perriman fumbling. You're just not playing well. And, you know, one touchdown a game in 36 drives or whatever it is, uh, three total is just not going to get it. So they've got a lot to clean up. But there's, there's a new cast around Tom Brady. And, frankly, they're trying to do it a different way. They're trying to protect their 45-year-old quarterback uh, by running the ball, and and I think they're just you know, I think they're beating their heads against the wall a little bit with Leonard Fournette at this point. Now I wasn't in the building, Rick Stroud, um, so you can help me out with this one. I'm I'm just assuming whoever operates the jumbotron at Raymond James had a great game. You know that person is just like you know what I nailed it. I got the crowd cheering. I I put all I put all the you know the the sponsors up there right on time during you know timeouts. I nailed it. And then yeah. suddenly Aaron Rodgers said something at the at the end of the game on Fox, like, you know, I saw something on the Jumbotron that helped out. Was there like a mole hunt in, in the Jumbotron <laughs> department over the last 48 hours? Like, what's going on there on that? You Rick? put it You put it well. Like His biggest job was to get Tampa and Bay up, you know, yeah. together so that people could chant that yeah. during a game. But, yeah, uh, all I know is that the last time I saw a very stern, Stern-looking Todd Bowles. We asked him about that, and he goes, "There will be a meeting later this afternoon." Oh, <laughs> no. And, oh, oh man, I just—I would love to have been the proverbial fly on the wall, but you feel like maybe somebody was going to get fired. But um, I don't. You know, the only thing is, I—it's probably not a good idea to, you know, to get too tight on the sideline, you know, during critical play calling. But I can't imagine what what Rogers saw. You know, like I, I would love to know. You know, if there was, in fact, something that tipped him off to anything that he would then go, you know, tell uh, LaFleur about and then, I guess, Joe Barry. But, um, but yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was probably a bad day in, in the game operation department, I would imagine, over there. Yeah, so, so any, any scuttlebutt that you can say here, what well, it I could have been? You like know, I was... haven't called all my friends to see if they still have jobs yet. But, ah. uh, I'll, I'll certainly, I'll certainly go back in the building at some point and, and do a head count. I, I don't know. Uh, again, you know, I wonder how much of this is real and how much of this is is just Rogers, you know, being Rogers. But um, you know, so maybe he did see something, maybe he didn't. Uh, but I, I would say this: I don't think you're going to see a camera if it's focused on the sideline during play calling. It better not be up on that big scoreboard. Rick Stroud here on the Rich Eisen Show from the Tampa Bay Times. Before I let you go, um, sir, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not around him. I'm just seeing him. Uh, I see him before games. I see him during games. I see him destroying tablets. Uh, yeah. I see him after games. Um, mm-hmm. Tom Brady looks 
different. He looks more gaunt, and he doesn't look to be as excited. You know, I, I just don't know. He looks more subdued, I guess. Am, am I off? What, what no, can you tell me about no. him? It's, he's, look, he's definitely under some stress, and it's not all football-related. I think we're all aware of that at this point. Mm. Um, you know, I, I thought he was in a better mood the other day, to be honest with you, um, you know, even after the game, certainly before it. I mean, he had his mom, his dad, all three kids, I'll stop there, uh, at the game. And, you know, uh, and, and he might have had an extra shake because I think maybe he's, you know, gained a pound or two. I really don't know. But um, there's definitely, you know, some personal issues, and we can all, you know, sort of speculate on that. Uh, I, I'll, I really think, to be honest with you, it's kind of like what he misses is I want to see him like Tom Cruise walk into Rob Gronkowski's house and, and like in Jerry Maguire and say, you complete me. I'm looking for my tight end. You complete me. Mm-hmm. You complete me. And that's really what he needs. Because as much as Gronk, you know, is that guy in the red zone, the guy that, you know, gets him out on third down, uh, he also balances Brady, who's extremely intense and really wound tight and, you know, it's just about winning and and all of that. And Gronk never has a bad day. So you know, <laughs> Richie's got to get that insurance, man. You know, get the USA insurance and come back and play some football. And I don't think that'll happen until mm. December at the earliest. But man, he misses he misses him some Gronk right about now. You think that's what it is, huh? It could be. That, I do. Huh? I do. And in so many ways, I think you know. I mean, and like I said, there's off the field stuff that we can't even imagine, right? Right. But. By the same token, um, you know, just just from a football standpoint, the tight ends here have about five catches more than me. So, you know, I, I just think that, you know, you've taken away an entire, you know, part of his his safety net, and you know, and and more than that, it, it's what balances him off the field. You know, he he lightens the mood, man. He he just sort of, you know, makes Tom laugh, and I, I haven't seen Tom laugh in a long time, so. Somebody needs to do it, but uh, you know, hopefully, uh, when they start playing better, that he'll uh, he'll feel better about things. And what a game Sunday night, man! Right? I oh. mean, the chips the chips on the shoulder of the Chiefs too. The way they just lost to the Colts, this is it. Right? I, I right. can't I can't wait for that. I mean, what's the challenge there? I mean, the the, the Bucks defense looks championship quality. Vita Vea dropping into coverage and blowing up Aaron Jones and creating that fumble on the goal line is one of the most amazing things I've seen this year. On a defensive He's an side athletic the guy. They they got some pieces, and and I think they could be elite. Um, they got to stop giving up yards on the first drive. They can't figure that out. You know, they've given up scores, um, really two field goals and a touchdown now, and um, they can't figure out why they start slow. Um, but really, I, I'm with you, Rich. I, I think you know when you look at them, and they you know they have the defensive line. We know those two outside linebackers, Joe Transferink, is getting better each week. Two linebackers are better, as good as any any pair in the league. Devin White was is playing, I think, at a you know defensive player of the year level. And the secondary has been where there's been the biggest growth. They move Antoine Winfield Jr. inside, uh, you know, to play that slot corner position that, that that he can play very well. You know, and then then you add you know some guys on the back end. But the, those guys in the secondary have been together for so long now that they've really grown up. They took to heart that that play against the Rams where, you know, a couple where they just, you know, turned Cooper cup loose. And so communication has been a big thing this off season. And you can see that it's, you know, that they are communicating better. So I'm with you. I mean, like I said, if, if you, if you hold teams to three and 10 and 14 points each week, 
you know that offense feels like they're letting the other side down. So um, I think they're going to get. I think they'll be great, and this should be a great matchup. Although, you know, Kansas City losing to Indy probably wasn't a good good break for the Bucks, and who knows where that game's going to be played. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, I hope it's Raymond James Stadium for the obvious reasons as well as the football reasons. You know, I mean the the rematch in that stadium for the first time since uh, you know Super the Bucks. Bowl. Well, since the Bucks essentially made the Chiefs change their offensive line, right? And and and, right. and so uh, we'll see, I, I I really can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to it, and I hope it's in Raymond James, and I hope you and your family uh, stay put and everything uh, goes well over the next ninety hours, Rick. I appreciate, appreciate the time. You. Appreciate Thanks. you, Rich. We're going to go batten down the hatches now and go whatever else you got to do before Beautiful. hurricanes come. Rick Stroud, you take care of yourself. That's uh, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, always making us smarter, giving us food for thought here on the Rich Eisen Show. Mm. Mrs. Gronk, how about that one? Hasn't seen Tom laugh in a while. That makes sense. Makes sense. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. We'll take your phone calls on this program next hour. I've got a top five list for you. Yeah. Uh, top five teams that reverse their fortunes on Sunday. Like How about that? I like it. Putting a lot of stock in week three. <laughs> you just made the list. That's coming up later on the Rich Eisen Show with big play slay of the 3-0 and Philadelphia Eagles coming up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 2000, 2008, 2022. When it comes to the economy, some scary years. Dot-com crash, housing crash, and this roller coaster that we are going through right now. One thing is certain, I know, it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers, folks, but over 31,000 businesses do have the confidence and clarity they need because they do rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. How do you prepare for uncertain times? It's NetSuite. That's your answer. It helps you identify rising costs, automate your business processes, easily see where to save your money. What are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash RichRadio right now. NetSuite.com slash RichRadio. NetSuite.com slash RichRadio. Steven, Texas, first in, first up here on this Tuesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Steven? What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, so it's actually Steve from Oakland back in the day. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, so fourth time, long time. Good. And Welcome uh, back. I actually hung out with the Chris's when you guys came to the Super Bowl. But, um, man, speaking of Oakland, what's up with our Raiders? <laughs> 
Come, hey, we we hey, we got uh, the coach. I thought. Thanks, Chris. Um, <laughs> but I I feel I feel your pain about being a Jets fan. Oh God! Look, man. Here's the deal, Steve, and and I appreciate the call. Um, thanks for calling back. Now in your new digs in Texas. Look, I've I've done a lot of thinking on my Raiders winning the AFC West choice, a drum that I have been pounding for half a year, actually. Been a while. I've been thinking about it. Been going on. It was a spring wind, and then the summer wind, and now the wind has turned to autumn, (laughs) and my choice of the Raiders. Winning the American Football Conference Western Division is a complete and total dumpster fire. <laughs> uh, and um, I, I have uh, watched a lot of their games. I've seen uh, a blown 20 nothing halftime lead in week two. I saw mistakes that were made just up the road in SoFi Stadium in a game in which Devontae Adams was going off, which is part of the reason why I chose them to win this division. Um, and then I saw in... Week three, too many mistakes. And many of these mistakes are made by an offensive line that is not good. And I was warned by many in my profession watching me write checks with my silver and black pen here over the last half year saying, don't do it. The offensive line is substandard. You will be let down. You will be wrong. Doesn't matter that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are BFFs from college and already know each other's likes and dislikes in a way that new wide receiver quarterback combinations don't and need time to get on the same page. Josh McDaniels bringing his offense there. Yeah, great. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro will create problems. Understood. Yeah, Chandler Jones being added to Max Crosby. Really good pass rush. So see what you're seeing, Rich. But that offensive line is not good. And through the first three weeks, that has been played out. And um, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about it at all. I said years ago when the Miami Heat in the bubble almost won the championship, and I said, do not break up a team like that just because Giannis Atetokounmpo could be available. Don't trade for Giannis, I said here on this set. Easily, far and away. Worst take I've ever had. In the soon-to-be eight-year history of the show, we're celebrating our anniversary in a couple weeks. That's true, we are. And uh, I'm, I'm, I, I readily admit, worst take I've ever had. Never thought that that clubhouse leader could be threatened. If the Raiders lose to the Denver Broncos, who, uh, what did Chris Long, our our Monday regular, said yesterday? Instead of let's ride, let's hide. Let's hide. Okay. Yeah, let's if hide. that team comes in and outpoints these Raiders. <laughs> And they fall to zero and four. Oh baby! I don't. I I can't even. I I don't even know what I will be able to say. Oh baby! Big game coming up this weekend, to say the least. Meanwhile, news out of New England. Mike Giardi, who covers the New England Patriots for the NFL Network, expertly, I might add, saying that Mac Jones is seeking a second opinion on his high ankle sprain with Doctor Martin O'Malley. Okay. Dr. Martin O'Malley is, is uh, I don't know if it's, is it related to Mike? The Rick? <laughs> yeah, right. is, that, is that the Rick's uncle? I mean, O'Malley, good bar. I okay. Mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's a foot and ankle specialist and team doctor for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh. Hey. Hey, well, working on KD. He operated on KD's Achilles. 
and he recently did J.C. Jackson's ankle surgery. There we so, go. Okay, so he's no, he's not Dr. Vinny Boombots, no Vincent Boombots. <laughs> he's a real deal. I know that guy. Yeah, I'm seeing Mac. Does, Mac is not uh, down with what the Pats plan is, it seems like. Or the, checking to see if surgery can get him back quicker. Apparently, you keep hearing about this tightrope surgery, it's called. Gotta say, Max should just sit out for the rest of the year. Let the Pats go three and fourteen. We take Will Anderson first overall, and then boom, we're back. Twenty twenty three. He would know Will Anderson. He would know how good he is. So, what are we? That's basketball season, TJ. That means the quarterback. It's like in misery. The quarterback that Bill Belichick cannot quit. I mean, he has been around. He has seen many administrations. In New England, Brian Hoyer looks like he is going to get the start for the Patriots this very week, and it's it's not an easy assignment, uh, I must admit. Nope. Uh, the Patriots are taking on the Packers in Lambeau Field, oh. and this is after Aaron Rodgers uh, only put up two Ow. touchdowns, and I, I feel he wants to make an example. Okay. Guess what? He'll only need two touchdowns to beat a Brian Hoyer well. team. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Hoyer's readiness and his backup, Bailey Zappy, everybody. That's what I'm talking it's a, about. He, he's a Kentucky. Western uh, Kentucky. Western Kentucky. Yeah. They beat right, us in the USA. Right, right church, wrong pew. Western Kentucky. Uh, Bailey Zappy's readiness in case it would be Zappy time. It should be zappy time. In in uh, in Green Bay, that is today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Well, we prefer to win. What does Brian Hoyer bring to the offense? Yeah, Brian's got a lot of experience in the offense. And how would you describe Bailey Zappi's um, progress since the time he was drafted to where we are now? It's gotten a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Bill is is amazing. Week four. He's he's gotten a lot better. In between weeks three and four, folks, that's the the snapshot. He can't even sugarcoat. Hoyer here. Just a lot of experience. He's got a lot of experience. That's it. What does he bring? That's it. He brings in energy. He's, experience. He's, played he's football been here before. a long time. You know when the last time he won a game as a starter? 2016. Now, why do you know this just off the top of your head, Chris? Because I was fighting with everyone yesterday who apparently, <laughs> yeah, like, all of Brian Hoyer's family was on Twitter, and they were telling me how much of an idiot I was. Why are you an idiot, according to these uh, Twitter Because I want folks. Bailey Zappi to start, and I think if Hoyer's out there, fans should just not watch. Because it's Bill. Bill would rather lose with Hoyer than just see what the kids got. We know what Hoyer has. Don't you don't trust Bill to know what the kids got? That the kid can't go, dude. The that kid green- has to be better than Hoyer. Hoyer stinks. Okay, he's awful. He, he's only there because Bill likes him. Oh my okay? god, he's, he's, he's there for this instance. He understands the complex terminology. So dumb it down for a kid who scored a lot of points and but, put up a lot of stats in college and who had a pretty good preseason and let him out there and let him play. But Hoyer's there to do what Cooper Rush is currently doing for Dallas, which is win the two to six games he needs to win. To Hoyer keep the, isn't going to gonna win a alive. single game. Bailey Zappi throwing – by the way, you saw, you saw what the Packers defense just did to 
Tom Brady. Great. Okay, so if we had Tom Brady, we'd still lose this and, game. And you, well, because the 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 weapons you have at your disposal are probably equal to what Tom had at his disposal last week. So you really think Bailey Zappi's the answer? I just love the fact that you I really think there is no answer. That you're, there is no you're answer. that you're getting pushed back. You're getting pushed back from your own people. Oh, your, your own people, 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 your own with, people, people in New with, England with Belichick as their avatar, telling me how little I know about football. Like, dude. Your your bio says Belichick Stan and Matt Patricia fan account. I'm not listening to you. I'm sorry. You don't know anything. <laughs> Here's what I find are you great. Loving, are you love this cat? This New England cannibalism. It's great. Well, right? I, I find this great. This guy for months and months he like yells at me like TJ, stop reading comments. Like why do you even pay attention? Like dude, you can't pay attention. And he spent his whole day fighting with people online yeah. paying attention. Dueling with uh, the stands like it's like it's the Princess Bride, right? <laughs> I mean, my that name was his is whole Chris Brockman. <laughs> Prepare to die. My name is the Inigo Montoya. The mute button was so strong. I must have muted a hundred people yesterday. It was awesome. He was over there like Matumbo. And like, it's so no, better no, than no. blocking them because when you block them, oh, it blocking. comes up. You've been blocked. But if yeah, you mute them, mute them they're just shame. they think they're talking back to me, yep. but they're just talking I into the Oh, mute's better than blocking. Oh, I agree with you there. Mute is amazing. You don't give people the satisfaction. I disagree. I disagree. I want you to know that you got rejected. No, well, you've been no, rejected no. by the entire company. Well, yeah. Let me rephrase. Like when, when I used to be able to be on Twitter, I used to think that. suspended. Permanently. What's worse? Permanently, like he's Trump. What's worse? Me spending all day fighting what with lawyers. What insurrection have you been fomenting that I don't know about? All I know is on January the 6th, I was sitting here without access to a television asking Brockman, hey, what's going on there? I was doing play by play. Those guys are still on Twitter suspended. and I'm not. Oh, man. I mean, I'm, I'm putting up a poll. You know what I got to say to Twitter? It's not even a word. It's TJ, just one of these. Just start your own thing. You know? TJ Social. Yeah, if Trump could do that, why yeah. can't I start my own TJ social network? Did TJ start your own social? Yeah. That's why. Social. That'll be great. I joined TJ. I know you would, Mike. Yep. That'll be great. I'm sure we'll find the funding for that. <laughs> hey, hey, Rich, I, I know people. All right? I know you Ashton. Said, you said that kind of tongue and cheekily, but no, just you know, know I know people. Okay. I know you know people. All right. Does Ashton yeah. want to start his own? He might. If I call him, he might be like, sure. You know, let's do it. I mean, I he doubt. could probably get you unsuspended. He could. He called me and asked me. He's the (laughs) (laughs) because Twitter became a thing because of A plus K man. And you know who was also riding the coattails too, Jiggy, and they let me go. I don't get it. (laughs) Larry King, let's get to the bottom of this. 